Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The hideaway is open tonight. I looked at it or whatever. You know, got quicksand. It's that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? Does that mean we won't have any interviewing different people in our lives to get their perceptions and opinions on this most recent season and beyond. Today, our guests are very special because uh, I don't know them and I'm very excited to get to know them. (laughs) (laughs) They are friends of mine. Welcome. So you'll get a little view into my world. Yeah. So without further ado, let's let's chat. chat. So we are thrilled to welcome to the podcast, Gina and Tyler. Gina at Gina Knight 4 on Instagram and Tyler at TR Flack, L-F-L-A-C-H, if you want to keep that in there, are originally from Ellicott City, Maryland and currently still reside there. Gina is a consultant and Tyler is a software developer. Uh, Gina and Tyler met while they were both students at the University of Maryland and have been together for over 10 years. So you know they're experts on love. You know they're well-versed in all things love and (laughs) relationships. Welcome to the pod, guys. So excited to have you here. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thanks for being here. All right. So tell us a little bit about how you guys know us, or at least know me. Yeah. I think Tyler knows you because of me, so I can start. (laughs) Um, So I met Mara my freshman year of college through acapella. Um, She was our fearless leader and president of our (laughs) college acapella group, Decadence. So shout out to them. They were in the ICCA finals last night. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, they're really good. We we set, you know, we set the basis for that. We did. <laughs> that was us. You were the yeah. founding founding members, right? Yes. yes. Founding yes. members. I get to say that 
Mara did significantly more work than I did. <laughs> but you were there too. <laughs> but I was there. <laughs> Gina was president for like one week at one yep. point. That would have also made very good reality TV. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I was president for all of one week and then went to Mara in a panic and was like, I can't do this. I have too much homework. Help me. <laughs> and so Mara took over? I took over. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was really and truly what was best for the group. <laughs> but yeah, no, we know each other from acapella um, and from college. And so Mara and some of our kind of core group of friends from that class have all stayed close ever since. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a beautiful origin story. Yeah. yeah. We have cute. a lot in common. Totally. Gina also likes to play D&D. Gina and Tyler both do. So we've yes. got a lot of other things in common mm-hmm. as well, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. For those who can't see, which is everyone, they're both in their D&D headsets for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I was briefed yes. on that. <laughs> Very prepared. We, before we started recording. So we're, we're <laughs> glad that you have the necessary equipment from your other hobbies. Yes. Gina and Tyler, yeah. tell uh, the, our audience a little bit about how you guys met. Oh, freshman year, chemistry class. <laughs> uh, no, not making it up. No. Um, <laughs> I was uh, very, very introverted, uh, walking down the aisle, not knowing where to sit. Walking down the aisle in chemistry class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, big lecture hall, big lecture hall. Yeah. Talked to, you know, stopped to talk to some friends, and Gina was part of this big group there. You know, standing around awkwardly going, oh, I guess it's my time to move on and look for someone to sit. She called out and was like, hey, why don't you sit with us? Yeah. Did an opposite of Mean Girls. And then <laughs> you can sit with us, Snagged me Tyler. for the rest of the semester. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I also saw that he was about to make the critical error of sitting in the front row. And I was like, we can't have that. <laughs> The front row of a lecture hall. (laughs) Psychotic. That would have been a mistake. That is a choice. (laughs) It's a choice I've also made, so I get it. Yeah. I believe that. And then um, after that, I think I was a tag-along of Gina's to Everything Decadence. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Uh, Where eventually is where I met Mara. Honorary member. For sure. remember going to, you know, after our recreational activities with Decadence. We would party. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, party. yeah. And Mara Mara was always so welcoming and always treating me like, you know, the uh, honorary Decadence member. It was very yeah. nice. It felt me very, it made me feel yeah. very. I always time. hosted the group, the group in my house for parties. Yeah. That also sounds right. This is all, yeah. this all just makes a lot <laughs> yeah. of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler <laughs> says that he was a tag along, but I think that undersells how much graft I had to put in. So we'll, <laughs> we'll be transparent about that. I was in the spirit of this season. I was on job for a while. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I was worth it though. Worth it. <laughs> it hasn't gone to his head at all. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Well, as you know, Mara and I are, First and foremost, internet friends. We have Mm -hmm. expanded beyond that. But for a long time, that was really the entirety of our relationship. So we would like to ask you both, do you have any internet friends? That's a great question. Sort of. They're like D&D friends. So we had a long-standing campaign going into the pandemic that wrapped up. And then we started a new one with our same DM. And then some new folks got brought into the campaign. So they sort of started as virtual friends because we knew them through that campaign while we were playing with them. Mm -hmm. But 
since things then kind of started to let up, they've now become closer and like Alex came to my bridal shower. We're going to their wedding in the fall, which is in Scotland, which is going to be crazy. So they are like sort of internet friends turned real life friends. Um, That's awesome. I don't know if you have other internet friends though. What is a, can I ask quickly, what is a campaign? Yeah. (laughs) Mark can probably answer this better than I can. You can answer it, Gina. Go ahead. So there's different ways that you can play D&D. You can play in like short, quick, single sessions, which are called one shots, where it's like you put together kind of an easy to complete task or journey that you can finish in a session that's like three to five hours or something like that. But lots of groups play in longer campaigns or journeys where you have multiple sessions over the course of weeks, months, in our case, years. (laughs) where you're kind of like a group of adventurers trying to solve a bunch of problems, going through like different storylines and leveling up and getting more powerful as you do so. God, is it just like a longer term yeah. mm-hmm. game? Adventure. Yes. Got definitely. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love campaign. that this is the second week in a row that we're talking about D&D on this podcast. <laughs> I'm surprised that's it. I feel like I've cut it out from pe- previous episodes, but I know, <laughs> sometimes yeah, it's too true. crucial to the conversation. Like <laughs> Gina, yeah. I explained what railroading a campaign uh, oh, yeah. was last week. Yeah. Like the thing that the producers do to the Islanders it, sometimes. Exactly. Yes. We, we, I used it in terms of Ron and his own journey, but yes. Mm. Yes. yes. He had some tracks laid out yes. that he intended to follow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Correct. So what other reality TV do you guys watch? Because obviously you watch Love Island. Yeah, Love Island is kind of the outlier. We tend Mm -hmm. to watch a lot of like sci-fi, kind of dark humor. We are watching Succession currently. Oh my God, this season. Yeah, Yeah, it's heavy. (laughs) We watch a little bit of Love is Blind, a little bit, starting getting into that one. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of that. We have a lot on the list that we haven't watched yet. So we need to watch Below Deck mm-hmm. is one that's on the list. Vanderpump Rules, I've been told I need to start. So yes. we've got some work to do. I've been told that once or twice myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a group of coworkers <laughs> who do this bi-weekly reality TV chat on Fridays. Oh, wow. Yes. I got an honorary invite. For Love Island. Oh, that's amazing. But they go through the whole gambit of all the different shows that they watch. Oh my god, incredible. I hope they listen to this podcast. I actually just told them about it at the last because yes. I wasn't able to make a few before that. Shout out to Gina's coworkers. Hi, we're so glad you're here with <laughs> us today. <laughs> Can you guys think back to like what was the first reality TV show you ever watched? Oh my god. I don't even know what counts as reality TV if we're digging way far back. I feel like it was probably, I mean, do contest shows count? Yeah. Like sure. um The Voice, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. America's Got Talent, all mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. I feel like I watched some of those on TV as a kid. Mhm. I think Punked. Nice. Oh my gosh, yeah. And maybe depends, you know, Jackass to an extent, you know, back from the TV show and did a lot of stuff on the street. Yes. Yeah, and then I guess the real stuff would be like Jersey Shore when I got a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. Tyler actually had an up close and personal encounter with Jersey Shore recently. <laughs> oh, oh really? Recently? Yeah. Uh, no, me and, my brother, me and my brother went down to Orlando recently for a little trip. Um, we stayed at Margaritaville, and they have a big pool area for the entire complex. 
and just so happened like the day that we went uh they were filming an episode of jersey shore there oh, and so wow. me and him were just like bumbling just up chills. to the entrance going like why are there so many video cameras and tv crew stuff pointing at the entrance that we're trying to go in there and like there's this couple in front of us shorter guy you know kind of big wearing this hot pink shirt and his you know, I'm assuming wife or girlfriend was also hot pink shirt. Me and my brother behind them waiting to get in. And this big old bouncer comes next and, like, tells my brother to move. And we're like, what is happening? And then we walk in behind them. Uh-huh. It turns out, like, that was Mike the situation. And I guess his <laughs> wife. And, like, me and my brother just are probably bumbling in the background because we don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, people, everyone whipped out their phones. Everyone's trying to, like, watch. And, like, me and him are, like, end up, like, walking in between oh everybody. So we probably ruined a lot of shots. So I apologize. Uh, oh, my God. Don't apologize. Amazing. All I need to know is what season an episode to watch. I know. Also, the way you just described him. Shorter, Short. kind of bigger, hot pink shirt. <laughs> Yeah. It's been a while. Like, How I didn't recognize him at first because well, I used to, like, his, you know, the initial seasons when they were younger and everything. So, right. for context, Tyler is six foot four. So, a lot of right. the world falls into that category. <laughs> so, he just describes everyone as short. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Wait, hold yeah. on. I need to know how tall he is. Height. Yeah. <laughs> He's 5'11. That's not that short. That's average. Yeah. yeah. He's not yet six feet, though. Wow. Yeah. My, my brother's pretty tall, so he's 6'2", six 6'3". Six oh, so. wait. It, it says that, but then directly below it says 5'9 and a half. That's probably more wow. accurate. That is a lot shorter. Okay, yeah. Interesting. I told them oh they're going to use the shots that they're in, though, because they're probably the only people who are in the background <laughs> not, like, whipping their phones out. <laughs> Because they didn't know what was happening. Yeah, we were the yeah the perfect extras. Did they have you sign anything or like were there like signs around saying you're on camera in this area? No, no. I'm assuming that just by staying at this resort, you gave up all rights to your (laughs) you know your likeness. So I mean, they had like little quads, little uh, drones flying around (laughs) filming and just in general. It was interesting. Not even on that day of Jersey Shore filming. They just had always drones flying around filming you. No, I think that was specific <laughs> to them being I thought there. this was just like a margarita and, fi- and filming them like, at the pool. Yeah. The way you were just Candid okay. camera. Oh, Great. No. Got it, got it. Wow. Wow. Great story. I love that. That's amazing. I'm jealous. Mike is hilarious. An iconic reality TV star, honestly. Yeah. Are they yeah. also yeah. are they just still filming that show with the original cast? I think so, yeah. That is so wild. Honestly, I will watch it. Tell me when you figure out what episode you're on because I yeah. am fascinated. I think okay. this was like a family vacation story arc of right. them okay. going to Margaritaville. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I okay. haven't really watched Jersey Shore, so I really <laughs> am not an expert. I haven't in years and years and years. All right. How were you both introduced to Love Island and when did you start watching? I started watching Love Island with my old roommate, Kate, who Mara also knows. She's also part of the Akka origin story. And so I think we started with season three, I want to say. I had never seen it before. Kate had already been watching, and we were roommates, and it that happens organically, right? You mm-hmm. take on each other's shows. So mm-hmm. yeah. We also watched some Handmaid's Tale together, so we would, like, save episodes to palate cleanse after <laughs> after the dark <laughs> whatever happened in handmaid's tale we'd be like okay love island new girl what that's are smart. we gonna do <laughs> that's smart. Um, but yeah that's how i was introduced i loved it i was like this is 
the best of reality TV, but also British slang, and I love it. <laughs> and then Tyler, I th- I'm pretty sure, got introduced through me. Yeah, you know, back when you and Kate were watching it, I saw clips here or there, and I wasn't too interested. I think last season was the first one that I ever watched with you, like, yeah. from start to finish. With Davide and Ekins. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that so much, yeah. So... Tell us, give Mara and I some suggestions. I'm curious from both of your perspectives, how we can get our male partners to watch the show with us. <laughs> oh, boy. Lucas will never watch that. They will never either. <laughs> so how did you get Tyler into it? Or I guess you're just, you've always been more into reality TV. Like, you have a past with reality TV. A little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will definitely say there are some episodes that, uh, or parts of episodes that I definitely check out mm-hmm. and just kind of get on my phone and just yeah. hang with my wife and just being with her. So cute to get your others to like it. <laughs> oh, you could start getting them to watch the more fun scenes and start small. Oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Tyler, how do you feel about the like arguments and things like that? Cause that's what Lucas always says causes him the most anxiety. Normally, it doesn't give me an anxiety. There is one particular thing that happened this season that actually I felt very uncomfortable. Mm. And it was when Tom was getting bullied. Ah. Oh, about sports day. was making me get fired. It was getting me fired up. Yep, that pissed me off, too. I was so upset about that. There there were other times where, you know, there's people were arguing stuff. Didn't really... Yeah. Didn't get much of a rise out of me. But that one in particular. Interesting. But, like, you are open to watching Bravo shows. Like, you mentioned Below Deck. Have you ever seen an episode of The Housewives or anything like that? Uh, No, I have not. I'd be curious to see how you... I guess that we're just being, like, extremely... We're we're leaning into gender stereotypes and being like a man who watches real. Tell me how to get yeah. my man to watch reality. <laughs> I do feel like you need like what like a highlight reel, like a sales pitch for it. Yeah, I feel like lots of shows have like one episode that's really good, right? Mm-hmm. That you try to get people. So not to go away from reality TV and back to nerdy things, but I know for a lot of Doctor Who fans, for the longest time, if they wanted to get someone into Doctor Who, they'd say, okay, watch the episode Blink. It's like, mm. you know, it's can stand on its own, and you'll mm. like it, and if you like it, you could try watching more. Reality TV is harder to do that with, though, because it's a storyline that you're following, and you're there right. for one reason, and that's the drama. Yeah. Right, that's true. I mean, I feel like I kind of did that when I made Gabe watch the, what's it called, the Hearts on Fire challenge, and then I oh, checked yeah. his heart rate on his Apple Watch. <laughs> if that wasn't oh. going to get him, nothing was, so I might just be <laughs> SOL here, so we can move on. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that is a good, that's like a good idea. I do feel like maybe some of the games. Sometimes some characters can pull you in too. So a lot of times these reality TV shows, you're like, oh, they're you know they're so fake. You're like, oh, like I can't relate to them, or like they're not interesting. Or I think in particular this season, I really liked every single scene Will was in, and so like mm. just watching him was very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, like looking forward to seeing him get screen time more so than other people mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you so could is there do something about them? a breakdown of all the workouts too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got notes. I have notes. I have notes on the workout. <laughs> Wait, fascinating. What's on some questions Wait, yeah. about that? I know. Their gym looked very lacking. Yeah, they're always very sparse. There was like a single 
bench. Uh-huh. And so with no weights, so everyone was just kind of like doing these weird push-ups all day on this bench. Like I didn't see any weights. Whereas like last season, they seemed to have a more fleshed out gym. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the situation was going on there, but you know, it's a good point actually. They did. Well, disappointed in it. They did have a full gym with like barbells and weights and yeah, hundred like percent. But over not. my yeah. head. Yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to be shirtless all day and not constantly get a pump. Yeah, I wonder if it was part of Davide's contract. He was like, I, I require. Honestly, I feel like it might have been. <laughs> like, I, I refuse to do this unless there are weights. <laughs> that is weird, though. It feels like a pretty simple thing to, to bring, especially if you already have the bench. Just, like, bring some barbells so that it can be used. Yeah. Right. It can't be that bad. They were able to set up a whole hoedown in a like a fake barn right, right. in South Africa and they can't put some barbells <laughs> on the property. Point. Excellent. Oh my god. Okay, so have you guys seen any other Love Island seasons and do you watch any of the other iterations like the United States or Australia? No. UK is superior in mm-hmm. my mind. And Gina, which seasons have you seen? Uh, I've seen last season this season uh-huh. and i think it was season three that i watched okay. with kate oh so you watched season three and then stopped for a while and then got back into it last season yeah well i think we i think kate was re-watching season three when we watched as roommates so okay. it wasn't like coming out live as we watched it oh yeah no definitely not because yeah that came out a while ago yeah I feel like Kate started watching around the same time that I did. I think I might have been the one to get her to watch it, <laughs> potentially. But, yeah, they had already had a, a number of seasons that had been released at that point. Yeah, I actually am going to look it up. I probably should have come prepared with this. Um, it's okay. It may not have been season three. What's the one that Jess Hayes was on? Oh, that was season one. One. Oh, then it was just season one that I saw. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that definitely wasn't coming out live then. Okay, so you've seen season one, eight, and nine? Yes. That Ooh, is interesting. Random. I'm actually, yeah. no, that's very interesting because that's so different. I'm curious yeah. how you felt when you started watching season eight and it was so, did you feel like it was so different from season one or did yes. you not remember at that it time? It was yeah. so different. It was so sober. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, everyone was significantly less red in their, like, I, what are they called? The one-on-ones with the camera? Their ITMs or their the ITMs, beach hat yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Beach hat, yeah. Yeah. Was significantly wow. less red, like from the sun? Like red in the face. Yeah. No. Oh, like red like from the alcohol. The alcohol. Like, okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm disappointed I didn't get to experience any of that. Because Gina's talked about that. Like, oh, they used to let them drink as much as they want. Where I can see that being a problem. But come on. That also makes it very fun. Right. We can watch that season. Make this a before and after. I was going to say, if you haven't actually seen season three, you guys should go back and watch season three. Because seasons one through three were all kind of similar in that way. Season three is, Marin, I think, one of the best seasons. Um, So Mm -hmm. that would be a really good one to go back and watch and get that taste of OG Love Island. what What it used to be like. Yeah. Chain smoking all day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so crazy. And then, so Tyler, you've only seen seasons eight and nine. Correct. Wow. All right. And neither of you have seen US or Australia. And Gina, you just feel confident based on what you've heard that UK is superior. We tried to watch a U.S. episode, I think, once or twice. Yeah, I would probably watch Australia before trying U.S. Yeah. 
I would recommend that. Yeah. Same. The U.S. is just pales in comparison. Yeah. But Australia is decent. Australia is pretty good. It's gotten a lot better in the last couple of years, too. That's It's still kind of in its infancy. There's only been like four seasons, I think, in total. That's an interesting take. We don't have to get too much into this, but I actually feel like the first few seasons of Australia were better than the past few. Oh. The one where we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, downloads. Oh, Mara and I are fighting again. <laughs> Maybe we should fight more, Ari. We should argue more often. We fight really well or disagree really well. <laughs> I agree. I think we do disagree well. I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not usually someone who like. I guess it to kind of depends on the topic. Because if it's something that I'm really passionate about, I am very fiery and passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not that, if I don't really genuinely care that much, I'll. I tend to relent slightly. Well, you have a podcast about this, so I guess you That's care. True. <laughs> <laughs> I do care about this. Yes. Okay. So. Of the seasons of Love Island that you have watched, how would you say that it compares to any other reality TV that you've watched? I mean, Love Island is like the reality show that I commit to, I think. So Mm -hmm. I would say it's better, right? But that's just personal preference. I mean, I think I was originally super captivated by all of the British slang. That was Mm. kind of what drew me in the most. Mm And it was like, here you can enjoy some trashy reality TV while you also add to your glossary of fun terms that are going to like sneak into your life in ways that embarrass you later. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think I don't watch any other British reality TV shows. So that's the way it's like primarily different for me. Mm. Mm -hmm. I understand why then Australia and U.S. don't have the same draw for you. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious if I can just push a little bit before Tyler answers. When you say, like, it's better and you commit to it, like, what makes it better and why do you choose to commit to it? I honestly, I don't know if I've done that level of introspection on, like, why I like the show. I think it's just possibly the randomness also. Like, it it is structured, but it feels so chaotic. Like, you you truly don't know what's going to happen next a lot of the time. And it feels very, like, silly and made up sometimes. So you're kind of like, where did this game come from? Right. Who made the rules, really? Does it matter at the end of the day? This is fun to watch. So Right. It might just be the randomness of it. Mm. You kind of just are like committed to the roller coaster journey that yeah. you're on. You don't really know where it's going to take you. Yeah. Got it. That's amazing. All right, Tyler? I would say at first, I would have put the other shows on top. And by other shows, I mean, you know, Jersey Shore and Jackass, stuff like that. Um, but Love Island has turned more into a slow burn. I like it more now because, like, at first, it wasn't very exciting. So instead of, you know, I want to see, like, oh, when's the next fight going to happen? Like, when's the next time someone's going to get drunk and do something incredibly stupid? Mm-hmm. But this one turned into I liked actually kind of picking a couple and kind of, like, rooting mm. for them. And then if they do something really, really shitty, then changing my mind and picking somebody else. And, like, just having someone to root for. And, like, they do change over time. So you also kind of inv- – I at least I invested a little bit more into certain yeah. people. Maybe, like, relating with them or kind of rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas on other shows, it's kind of like, oh, I'm just watching for fun to see what happens next. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. It's the everyday nature of it (laughs) that gets you 
really invested and feeling like you know these people and Mm -hmm. you know are kind of on the journey with them to some extent yeah i do feel like you kind of need the right islanders on the show though to feel that way yeah yeah what kind of islanders do you think make it most intriguing like make it fun to watch yeah oh man Entertainers. Like Will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will, Will is definitely da- an Davide, whether or not he intends to be. Right. Uh, that yeah. almost makes it better that it's just like who he, yeah. who he is inherently yes. is so yeah. enjoyable. I know. Davide yeah. is, exactly. will never yep. be replicated. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I know. I do He's also dim. think, yeah. though, it's not just about the individual Islanders, but like the pairings. Like mm-hmm. seeing people interact in this insane social experiment environment who probably would never otherwise have spoken to each other is part of the fun um yeah i think they got into that a little bit later on in the season some of the boys i think even said like i wouldn't have spoken to these people outside of the island Mm. um so i don't know seeing people clash because of that can be fun yeah Right, like the rift that was between like the kind of Ron and Kai side and then the three musketeers and yeah. them all being in the villa the whole time and being forced to figure it out and going through moments mm-hmm. where it was better, moments where it was harder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was more like infighting, I think, this season. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, the boys had yeah. some drama. They did. They really did. They were not getting along well. <laughs> no. Okay, so what did you guys think of this season? Give us your overall thoughts. <laughs> we were like both, should we go first? Yeah. I liked this season. I do think I liked season eight a little bit better. Yeah, I mm-hmm. felt like I got behind Davide and Ekansu as champions to root for earlier on. I think this season I enjoyed a lot, but some of the people I wish would have made it longer got booted earlier like when tanya left i was very very sad about that i thought she was Mm -hmm. really fun to watch and it would have been very exciting if she had stayed on longer Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. for me personally but i do think also like casa was very interesting this time around there wasn't as much of a shake-up as what like i would usually expect from casa in terms of recouplings Mm-hmm. I think there were also like I just wasn't as behind a lot of the OG couples this time which makes it harder I think to root for them in the end I don't think I was behind really any of the OG couples now, <laughs> yeah what I was know. it Shaq and Tanya Ron and Lana uh Kai and Sanam no or sorry not not them not, um yeah. they were yeah, the Ron and Lana Shaq and Tanya day one it. and yeah I was yeah anti both of them yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah interesting i think that's a good point about casa definitely like the tanya and martin thing was almost relied on for all of the drama from for all yeah. of casa whereas usually yeah. it's more like this year i guess there's a little bit with olivia and kai that was very interesting i felt like it felt very forced i don't know like the particular moment where she came back and like called mm-hmm. him out during olivia? the coming back from casa yeah, it felt like my initial reaction when she was speaking like that. I was like, are there people telling her exactly to say this? Because this seems so out of the blue and incredibly over the top. And maybe they're just not showing other scenes, but why is she saying this stuff? 
Yeah. yeah. So she has said, and I think we've talked about on the pod before, that she said that there were responses that she was getting from Kai that weren't shown. Mm. But, okay. but I don't know. Yep. That could fill in fill in some of that. Do yeah. you think that could be it, or yeah. do you think she was just trying to have a moment and <laughs> justify that by saying that he was saying <laughs> things that weren't shown? I I feel like Makes sense. I don't know. I feel like Olivia constantly did this thing on the show where she turned to like conflict and aggression when really she was just feeling upset and sad. Mm. Which mm. like clearly when she came back and Kai had recoupled and was like happy in his couple, she was like, Oh, well fuck, I'm not winning this show. You know what I mean? Cause that would have been right. her route. And so I kind of think she was upset and lashed out. That's fair. That's a, yeah, that's a good analysis. I do think that she panicked a little and was like, I need to make like something a out scene. of nothing. Yes. <laughs> A scene, an Olivia scene out of this moment. Right. (laughs) Because she's also said that she brought Maxwell back to the villa, but at that time was still more interested in Kai than she was Max. Yes. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Which which I don't know really why she felt that way. I feel like Max was an, like he was a great Olivia handler. I thought, (laughs) yeah, like like recognize that this guy is doing it and he's doing it right somehow, which I thought previously was impossible with her. So true. (laughs) He was like the only one who knew how to handle her. Yeah. The irony of the situation too, that I love so much is I think my, theory is that Olivia kind of decided to move away from Kai and her relationship with Kai when Kai pointed out to her that he had been in the bottom so many times. Mm. And then then she repeated it to everyone multiple times. And then the fact that he fucking won. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. I know. Actually, you're so right. That's unhinged. Like just imagining (laughs) Olivia watching that moment from wherever she watched it. So salty. Joy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was just very salty about the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Very. Yeah. Tyler, what were your overall thoughts? I'm we just brought so Kai winning everything may have something to do with me liking season eight a lot yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to Gina's point, um, this season it was harder to get behind people. Um, like everyone, there was always something flawed, or you know, everyone's flawed, but like reasons why you didn't want to you know, you know root like for them. Glaringly flawed. Yes. Right? Um, you know, in the past seasons like Davide, yeah, he's flawed. He has things, but it's it seems genuine right. on TV, you know, uh, like that's just who he is. Whereas these, I don't know, there were a lot of people in this season that I thought were playing the game and, uh, you know, spinning it and acting and like acting. Like who? So you felt um, like it was, uh, yeah, like not real enough, basically. Yes. And I thought, that's why like I really liked Will. Cause I'm like, this guy's probably the most real guy on here. And that's why I, I whether his relationship was the best, I don't know about that, but I, was rooting for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I, Jen, yeah. No, that's a good point. And it's something, obviously, like, Ari and I have been talking about a lot, like, lately in this off season. Like, you know, the act of playing the game. I think there you, you make an excellent point that there does need to be this, like, authenticity that comes across from the Islanders. Um, otherwise, it can all seem too calculated. 
and fake and produced. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the fault of the Islanders or if it's the fault of the producers. I don't know that we'll never really know that. Like, is it being overproduced? Are the producers pigeonholing the people into doing or not doing certain kinds of things yeah. in order to get exactly the storyline oh, yeah. they want? Or is it that, I mean, this show is also like one of the most popular shows on TV in the, in the UK and now growing all over the world. So it's like everyone knows how to play the game, generally speaking. So is it? Yeah. I think it's a good point, the producer part. I yeah. think that they can, I feel like based on all the footage they have at their disposal, the producers can make anyone look like anything they want. Yes, definitely. So I don't know. Now we're almost at a point where you're like, is it reality TV anymore? Or is it producers telling us a story? Well, right. has it ever been reality TV, if that's your <laughs> argument? That's true. Well, I do think also our experience watching the show has had a little bit of like, she's got the chat impact ah, on it. Yes, love <laughs> so, <to hear> it. <laughs> so like... <laughs> Actually, though, watching season eight, and then I also watched, obviously, season one before you guys had this pod, Mm -hmm. um, I tend to, with shows, sometimes overanalyze, but usually just fully settle into the role of a consumer of media and accept what I'm being shown just Mm. to, like, get into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think this is the first season where we got really in the weeds of, like, why is this happening? Is this real? So maybe... Some of it was bias on our end in terms of, like, trying to read into things more. I love sure. that. I actually, I appreciate that. Thanks for saying that's that. true. Because I feel like that's kind of our intention <laughs> with the whole show is to yeah. encourage people to pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes for, like, a different, potentially more fun viewing experience. Yes. Yes, now I can create little, like, headcanons of what's actually happening. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And also just, like, to comment quickly on the authenticity thing and how we have, I mean, our episode last week was all about how to play the game. And maybe we didn't say this clearly enough, but I think that a big part of playing the game and why Will was so beloved and did so well is because he portrayed himself very authentically, and that Mm -hmm. is a part of it. Like, I don't know, I think that might be why we struggled a little bit more with Ron and, and characters like that. Or looking right. back to last mm-hmm. season, like a Luca. Right. But overall, I would say, like, I was just think going through the top four in my mind. Last season's top four, even though there were some problematic, like, characters throughout the whole show, I genuinely liked the top four, except for Luca. I liked Gemma, yeah. but I didn't like them as a couple. And then the other couples were, like, pretty pretty strong, good couples who are all still together all three of them yeah Mm -hmm. so that's interesting as well because i think that in general when i look back on season eight i'm like ugh, toxic (laughs) but there was like a lot of good stuff too (laughs) yeah i agree with you ari i think it's interesting to compare it all and i still obviously the whole like og islander bias is like fresh in my mind and like gina you brought up the fact that like tanyelle got sent home early and i agree with you i think that she would have even though she was getting stale, I think that she could have ramped it up had they kept her in there. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, yeah, I think she was starting to. She was, like, working the angle that she had. Right. And I think things could have been very inter- interesting. There was obviously this something that the producers maybe were trying to push. I don't know, but the whole, like, will they, won't they, are they friends, are Ron. they more between her and Ron would yes. have made... Yes 
that would have made that entire story arc much more interesting. I totally agreed. I agree too. I mean, I know that it was like a public vote. You know, I'm using quotations here, but like, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> like, it's clearly not. <laughs> no, that's that's not how she went home. She went home. Oh, wasn't because Jordan. Picked oh, it was Ellie. a recoupling. Yeah, yeah that's right. The recoupling. That is right. Yeah. I. I thought Ellie was also a very interesting islander. Yeah. In terms of the way she went in and approached everything, she basically played like Love Island like she was a man, kind of, hmm. which I loved. I felt like she went in and she was like, let me just try to fool around with whoever I feel like fooling around with at any yeah. given point. And I'm going to be open and vulnerable about it in ways that most Islanders are not willing to when they first go on the show. It didn't yeah. work out for her, but I kind of really wish that it had. Huh. I yeah, agree. I also thought that she had a lot of untapped potential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And she was an option for a day one bomb. So the oh, right. really? audience, I yeah, the public that. voted to have Tom go in day one, but it was between Tom and Ellie. Well, oh. I am glad that Tom went in as a day one bomb. Yeah, same, same, same. But <laughs> yeah. Like what could have been, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. I wonder if the island would have, like, perceived her differently if she had been thrown in as a day one bomb i think maybe that's a good question i think so i think she probably would have made it further yeah yeah who do you think she would have coupled up with ron oh, yeah, maybe definitely. yeah i think so yeah i think so too ron. <laughs> fucking ron Jesus i know Christ. i truly can't with him it's hard to imagine ron and ellie together that doesn't seem like a match to me yeah do you think he thought he could win yes by definitely coupling with her oh by coupling okay. up with ellie oh if yes, she in yes. this alternate universe where she came in, in his game won. plan in his in his game plan oh. to win. I don't know. I think that he knew Lana was such a safe bet. He because he knew that the audience loved her so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did he know that? I think because of the perception from other islanders that were coming into the villa having seen the show. Uh, That's how they yeah. get, I think, a lot of their information about how they're coming across. Like, Olivia also has talked about, because she's been asked in interviews and stuff, like, did you know what kind of edit you were getting? And she was like, I could kind of pick up on it because people kept coming into the villa and being like, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised. You're actually really nice. <laughs> That's gonna feel, <laughs> that's gonna oh feel my God. so shitty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I, everyone I who knows what's actually being seen by the public comes in and it's like, wow, you're not a bitch. <laughs> right. No, well, you don't seem like a fucking psycho. I that's would cool. spiral. I would spiral. But I, I would know. also never go on the show. So that's where Olivia and I are different, even though we are both <laughs> 27. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, all right. I think we have a sense of this, but who, for both of you, was your favorite Islander of the whole season? I really liked Tanyelle. Hmm. But I don't know that I would say favorite for mm -hmm. her. I think if she had stayed on longer, she easily would have been my favorite. Because mm -hmm. of how she treated the other girls. Um, she was just such a girl's girl, and she was really um, fun to watch on top of it. Yeah. I would say probably favorite Islander by the end was Sanam. She had like a very quick rise to like, uh, I think she was very easy to watch and say, I relate to her probably more yeah. so than the other people on the show. So that was what made that easier. But 
uh, if we're looking at the whole show, start to finish, who did I like the most at any given time on average? It probably would have been Tom. I might get yeah. some shade for that one, but it probably was Tom <laughs> for me. I mean, Tom was Mara's MVP of the season. Yeah, Tom pulled it out. Yeah. He had a great turnaround because he was, at least for us, not our favorite Islander at the beginning. And then I think it was as soon right. as he coupled up with Sammy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that because I sent Mara a lot of long-winded texts about <laughs> yes. Tom. Oh, because you liked season. him when we didn't in the Because beginning. I liked him when you guys didn't <laughs> like him yet, and I was like, listen. Wait, okay, tell me then your perception on, I'm very curious, the Tom and Zara drama to really like throw it back to the beginning of the season. Were you Team Tom for that? My perception of that whole thing was that Tom has never really had to rely on his ability to communicate with others verbally <laughs> in his life. You Fair. know what I mean? Like, bless his heart. But he's never really had to do that a lot. And certainly not on TV. Yeah. So I think, you know, he was like, let me throw all my stats into my gaze rely on the stare and the eye contact to get me there. Yes. (laughs) And I'm not going to be put in a position where I have to really verbalize what I'm thinking and feeling for a camera. (laughs) And so I think that backfired on him because he, you know, had multiple girls he was talking to. I think he was never telling a lie about the situation. He was like, I just don't understand why this is a big deal. This is how I would live my life normally. Why is it not working in here? Mm-hmm. And then the girls, obviously, you're in a different position in the islands. So they were talking to each other and holding him accountable in ways that wouldn't have happened for him on the outside. And when it blew up in his face, he was like, I don't get it. What's wrong? That's so true. Nothing is yes. wrong with the situation. This is, Does not everyone live their lives this way? And then I think he realized after that that he had to act a little differently in the island hmm, than yeah. he would otherwise. I think that's fair, but, like, there were a few moments where he did blatantly lie. Like, when he told yes. the yes. boys Yes, he tried he to be Ellie. a little sneaky. He, yeah. he didn't ever actually, like, really go through with it at the end of the conversation, but you saw him try a couple times. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think if that's the worst fault on a show like Love Island, it's not truly that bad in my mind. Totally agree. Yeah. I think, like, my big moment with him was when I thought that he was, like, running after Zara when they had that confrontation at the fire pit, which ended up not when being the case. he threw his jacket off. And it totally could just be, like, an editing thing and something that the producers wanted us to feel that way. But I will say not a fan of that moment producers love island producers if you did that and made it look worse than it was it was scary i didn't like it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i did really enjoy all of the tiktoks that people made where they had that clip of him and they paired it with the music from high school musical 2 the troy bolton song like that's uh, i I haven't seen these me neither (laughs) oh really like everyone has seen this niche tiktok that everyone had <laughs> oh my god okay we'll send it to both of you guys okay it's hysterical it's like the the bed on it bed on it bed on it they have like him taking off his jacket and throwing it during with bed on it playing in the background oh, i also Incredible. have not seen high school musical <gasps> oh that's a prereq either oh. of any of them no i like kind of promised myself at a certain point that i was just gonna not not do it <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hold out. Yeah. 
the one thing oh I'm strong with in my life. <laughs> at, this, at this point, it's the exactly. principle. <laughs> so you want to know what? Don't send me the TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. You'll you'll still appreciate it. Okay, okay, okay. Tyler, who was your favorite Islander of the season? Oh, oh, they came and went. I don't know. This Maybe this is why I don't like the season as much. Because I like people for a little bit, and then they would do really shitty mm-hmm. things. And I'd be like, I don't like you anymore. I think my calculated decision who I wanted to win, maybe because I like them, was Tom, so like Gina. Mm-hmm. I did like Will, but I was like, I also thought there's no way he's going to win this thing. But I like him. Why? Um, I like Shaq. Wait, why he wasn't going to yeah. win. I thought, and I think this was brought up by other people in the show a bunch of times, that his relationship with Jesse, or the feelings of Jesse to him, weren't as strong. And everyone could kind of pick up on that. Mm. And so it seemed strong enough that I got the impression that they were not the strongest hmm. contender or that yeah. they wouldn't like overcome that perception correct yeah definitely doubts with them you know they always ask the question oh after the show are you still going to keep dating and I, was like, I don't is she going to move out to the farm with this guy like that's not i don't think it's going to happen they may, i haven't looked it up i don't know if they they're are on the but... farm they're Hurry. on the farm it'd be awesome that's oh awesome my oh my god. god okay so oh. wait we strategically timed out when we watched the show based on coming on this pod so that we would not <laughs> forget everything i was like tyler we gotta space this out so you it's fresh in your mind so we actually don't we actually don't know any of the like post finale tea of where everyone's at oh shit okay let's we'll we'll include all of that in our high tea segment after a few more questions we'll give you like the overall catch rundown yeah okay yeah yeah we'll give you a rundown and then we'll get into it yeah i thought you'd be excited by that you're gonna get some uncut reactions i am like truly honored i just have to say that you like timed watching of the show to come on the podcast and that you feel like the way that you watched the show was different because of the podcast like i don't even know what to say it's really sweet (laughs) well we like the podcast it's made it I'm more glad. fun yeah that's great i love to hear that okay tyler i was convinced you awesome. were gonna say your favorite islander was will which you kind of did but that was what it sounded like it was when you were talking about it earlier <sighs> is that my way of saying i guess yeah, if i had to pick then yes but it there were other people that i like the keenan was cool he was pretty inoffensive <laughs> so random and so that was that was uh, refreshing it was refreshing to have someone who was just cool. I texted Mara and Kate basically as soon as Keenan came on the show. And I was like, where has this guy been? He should yeah. have been here ages ago. It would have been much more interesting. Why? <laughs> I thought he would have done well. I thought if he came on sooner because he was like, okay, listen, love the boys this season. No shade. But we didn't have the most articulate bunch and yeah. I think that's part of what led to Ron being coined as this, like, gift of gab, like, silver tongue, like, persona. Like, <laughs> yes, he can talk himself out of a lot of crap, but also none of the other boys can. So I think right. that was kind of the distinction. Hmm. Um, whereas I do think Keenan would have been interesting from that regard, because I think he seemed much more, like, vocal, just mm. in terms of how he interacted with people. And also yeah. willing to be vulnerable more so than a lot of the boys i think like saying to rosie like as funny as that scene was where he kind of confessed to rosie like it takes a lot to to do something like that i mean granted he was in a bit of a desperate situation but yeah um, I i think a lot of boys wouldn't have yeah, but a lot of people in that desperate situation just kind of accept their fate and do nothing about it and he did try you're right you're right yeah 
Yeah, that's true. So tell me who you felt was the most toxic Islander of the season. Well, after hearing you guys talk about it, I think my answer is going to change. Mm, really? Originally, it was Olivia, but now I'm beginning to think that it was the way that she was cut. Mm, interesting. And honestly, I kind of like say Ron. Good. Like secretly, deep down, like I think he was he seemed to be playing the biggest game out of everybody and he was like telling other islanders how to act and how to do these situations when like who are you to be giving advice like that and like clearly they're taking his advice on it which is another thing but i think it's pretty toxic for him to be whether he admits it or not be playing people yeah. like that yeah yeah i Definitely. agree i feel like probably for the long haul i would say ron just throughout the season there was lots of things that kept coming up with him that were problematic but most acutely toxic would be Tanya for sure. And I would mm. maybe argue she actually takes rank as most toxic for me. I did. Yeah. Mara could tell you, I did not like her starting in like week one. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure like it's a lot of it has to do with producer cut, but like the things that she did were objectively wrong. <laughs> a lot of like, particularly with Casa. Um, I Straight just felt like cheating. you can't, yeah, you just can't really come back from that. I think I was just really shook when they first went to Casa and she was like, all of a sudden it felt like a different person on the screen. She has basically said since coming out that she was like forced to pick Martin. Really? Forced, forced to bring him back into the villa. <gasps> yeah. She's implied so? as much. Like by the producers? Yeah. Do the producers respond at all to these things? Never. Listen, part okay. of the thing that makes her toxic is not just the things that she does, but then how she handles being held accountable afterwards. Correct. So, like, she's saying that, but is that... I don't know. I'm skeptical. No, we had this We had this conversation because we went yeah. over uh, an interview that her and Shaq gave a few weeks ago on the podcast where they talked a lot about this, talked about, like, for example, one of the things that was said was they were asked if they were going to watch the season back, and Tanya was like, going into the show, I was certain that I would get out and watch it back, but now I can't because it's just going to make me too angry because I know what happened and what was shown mm -hmm. are so different. But, like, they can't uh, – the reason that the producers don't respond – if the producers responded in any form, it would be with a lawsuit. So they have to be pretty careful, yeah. I think, about what, what they say. Yeah. But we had this exact same conversation, Gina, of, like – is yeah. that the case? Are you like kind of conveniently framing it that way? Mm -hmm. I feel pretty yeah. unclear about it still. She and Ron do the same thing, actually, where when they're held accountable, they kind of like reject it. The difference is Ron tries to like talk you back around to his side, whereas she's mm -hmm. just like, no, you're wrong. It's inconceivable that this could be true mm -hmm. and just settles it by escalating the conflict more and more until it goes away. Yeah, correct. Whereas Shaq, yeah. and I know that you had brought up Shaq briefly, Tyler, as potentially one of your favorite Islanders, <laughs> I yeah. feel like he was the best at acknowledging his actions, taking accountability for them, moving forward in a different way of anyone in that villa. Yes, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah. He still went off the rails a well, little bit sometimes. Will, too. I feel like Will did a lot of that. Yeah. He did. He handled coming back from Casa very well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Felt bad for him. Oh, God. Yeah. For Will or Especially the speech, the speech that uh, Tanya gave. And, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I felt bad for both of them, but for different reasons. Wait, yeah. you felt bad for Correct. Shaq yeah. with, in, with the speech that Tanya gave? Uh, yeah. 
actually for both like for different reasons like gina's about to say probably that because i'd be like okay what are people thinking of tanya now i'm hooked up with her so great for me but now everyone is like what the hell is happening right this is like she's like a fool and yeah that's why i felt bad for him in that i was shocked that the word okay back to british slang no one said that she made a mug out of shack Mm, and that is exactly what happened yeah that (laughs) is like not as common in these seasons yeah did it go out of style am i aging myself now (laughs) no maybe because on job is also like a brand new thing that like the slang is ever evolving but yeah it's a good point yeah. No, he totally looks like a mug. I agree. Yes, and he had to stand there and just like actively have his heart broken in front of the nation and the world and right. try to handle it gracefully. And then had to stand there and be, and be like forced back into it essentially. Because yeah. she was his ticket to the finale. She was his only option yes. at that point. Yeah. Oh, Are they still together? Are they not? I don't know. We'll find out in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And like now that I know you guys don't know anything, I'm bummed that I spoiled the Will and Jesse thing. But there'll be more to get into. Oh, no, yeah. that's okay. I probably would have guessed that Will and Jesse were still together. I would not have guessed oh, that they were at that, the farm. I wouldn't have. So that's exciting. Girl, it's lambing season. Where else would they be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. She did promise to go there for lambing. Oh yes, my god, that's did. so yeah. funny. Oh, they're building a brand at this point. Yes. that's a brand. Uh, so, very successfully. Very yeah. successfully. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, what was your most shocking moment of the season? So, aside from the finale, aside from who won, because I was very shocked. Actually, yeah. That was my um, most yeah. shocking moment. I was so shocked that Casey did not pick Cynthia coming out of Casa. Like, I huh. really thought mm. he... I, I drank the Kool-Aid or whatever the producers were trying to show us. I thought it was going to happen. Uh-huh. That's, what that's it was an interesting choice. Yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Tyler? Oh, going with my man crush on Will. The fact that he got voted off so like before any other final ah. contestants. Yeah, that they did. Oh, didn't yeah, like, the final I definitely would have picked them over Kai. Like, yeah, that was pretty shocking. Uh, I guess the other shocking thing like, I like have a bunch of these ideas. Uh, was Shaq actually staying with Tanya when it all went down? Yeah. But I know you brought up the point that he did it because like that that was his path to actually kind of winning the show trying to win the show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the fact that he stayed with her um was kind of shocking mm-hmm. i guess yeah. his alternative was to just leave <laughs> or you know try to find somebody else yeah i wonder what would have happened if he had found a different islander i wonder what i wonder if like the nation would have ra- like rallied around him i know i thought that like rosie had an opportunity to go in i and go know. for Shaq. i feel like the timing was so bad after casa like if i had been yeah. okay if i had been in charge of the show i would be like we gotta throw in new people immediately don't immediately give them after time casa. yes don't give them time to like really digest and reconcile throw some new people in the mix, give people options. Cause Shaq didn't have an option at that right. point. Mm. It, it was either like leave or get yeah. back together with Tanya. Yeah. That's a good That's point. A good, that actually kind that of answers the next question we're going to ask as well. I know if you were a love Island producer, what change would you make or what twist would you introduce? Mm. Yeah. I mean, probably that I probably would have been like, give, give this mostly for Shaq. Give this, poor man another option he deserves it 
That's why Casa is so high stakes, though, because everyone knows that it's like nearing the end of the season and mm-hmm. that you could be in that position if you go back single. Yeah. Right. I guess one other thing, I don't know, has it happened in previous seasons that people come back after leaving, like get yes. a second shot? They did that. Um, they did that season, season one. Th- I thought it was season three. I think they did it both season one and three. What was, um? what season was Mike on? Was it Muggy three. Mike? They definitely yes. did that season yep. three. You should watch season and, three. And season one, it was the Italian guys, the Italian stallions. Oh, right. From season one. <laughs> Every week I just become more and more convinced that I need to rewatch season one. <laughs> I know. Honestly, same. Okay, so just like you would make some bombshell changes, like yeah, more after Casa, and then having. I mean, maybe it's just because return. selfishly, I would have wanted Tanyelle to have a shot. To <laughs> okay. <the show>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what would have happened if they brought Tanyelle in for Casa? Right. You, you know what they should have done? Oh, wow, that would have been interesting. Right before the recoupling, they should have like brought in another bombshell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Like that could have just been like the twist and then like have them recouple again in like a day or whatever. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? Wait, okay, I'm fully living in an alternate universe now where Tanyelle was a Casa bomb and Ron came back with her. That that's what I'm saying. That would have he been amazing. Have done it, but he would maybe he wouldn't have, have done it. But he might somehow. have he listen, Ron did not he wasn't that careful about the things that he said on the show. No. He easily I could see him have trying have tried to like bring her back from Casa to be like, I just wanted her back in the villa with us right. to save her and then tried to play it that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tyler, what about <laughs> Tyler. you? Tyler. Yeah. Oh, I have a really lame an- lame answer. That's okay. It's gonna be more alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because I, I mean, also there's a real reason for it too. Because you saw with the cost of like Tom and Will, they had what like one glass of champagne, two glasses of champagne. It was either that or crazy sunburn on their face, <laughs> and they were just making out with every, like. And then they, of course you know the relationship grew because of that all that stuff. So maybe going back to my Jersey roots, yeah. uh, roots here, yeah. drunker uh, Jersey Shore roots, but. Yeah. yeah, we had um, a friend of ours on the show, um, and she also said more alcohol. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you're I don't need them to be like, like you know, hammered, falling mm-hmm. and drowning in the pool. But <laughs> I do feel like they will make interesting choices and maybe choices more aligned with who they actually are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Ron would be as silver, yeah. silver-toned if he was... Four beers and Ron would have gotten drunk because I'm not sure if you guys watched the reunion, but they talked about how Ron got wasted on the plane home. And I think that we've also pieced together from other sources like they were really concerned about him. The other Islanders, he like apparently did he spill coffee on himself? He you spilled said coffee last on week, himself. And they thought he like yeah. burned himself. Like yeah. Ron would have been the drunk. Messy. Who's <laughs> yes. a messy drunk? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I also would love to see some British drinking games. Like, if there are any people in yeah. the world who know the most fun British drinking it's them, games, yeah. <laughs> it's the people that go on Love Island. What a good point. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. More drinking games would be fun. Yeah. I, I do think that, like, it's much like a bar. Like, if you're seeing someone get really fucked up, cut them off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they have the power to do so. I don't know why they can't let them get a little looser. I, I guess it's just because it, like, 
you might say or do something that you kind of like regret, but like you're on a reality TV show that's going to happen anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Also, you ha- like the producers have ultimate control over like what goes right. out to the public. If something did happen, mm-hmm. they could like choose to like not that I want them to not show us, but they could choose to not show us and let that be known to the islander who's affected. It, you know, if they were going to run this show in a in a trust-based healthy way. <laughs> Right, an ethical manner. (laughs) Something like that did happen. Uh, I think we talked about this last week. When they had the beach club day where Olivia and Maxwell were uh, voted off and took Claudia and Keenan with them, um, apparently Will and Tom stole a bottle of Prosecco or, like, maybe multiple, I don't know. But they were, like, chugging yeah. it because they knew that <gasps> they were going to be stopped. And the way that the producers handled it was that they just didn't let them, like, interact with anyone else because they didn't want them to be drunk on the show. So, like, mm. um, we went over last right. week an interview with Will and Jesse where um, Jesse was saying, like, it sucked because we couldn't see each other all day because oh, he they were drunk. to be filmed. Mm-hmm. Wow. I Isn't that annoying? That. Like, show it. That's like too much control. That's wild. Right? Too much. Put it on the show. They snuck off and they started chugging filming. To be honest, <laughs> yes, yeah, like, we did not have enough yeah. sneaking this season. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like almost none. Except for Tanya yeah. sneaking down a hooded figure in the middle of the night and, yeah. and Tom, kissing Shaq. And the Ellie, the secret kiss with Ellie. Yeah, true. True, yeah. true, true. true. Hmm. That was Tom. the most sneaky thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not enough sneaky behavior. Yeah. More sneaky behavior. <laughs> yes, I love that we're like, away. within five minutes, we're like, more sneaky behavior, but also like a trusting and honest portrayal and relationship between <laughs> the Islanders and the producers. <laughs> Listen, when I watch this show, I am constantly at conflict for like, what, what I want people to be like in mm-hmm. life versus yeah. what I want people to be like on, on a show that I consume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I've actually had yeah. that, like, that struggle a little bit this season with Shaq because I'm, like, I'm always, like, he's so, like, mature and he handles conflict so well. And it's, like, I get why that makes him a little bit, like, maybe boring. I personally he... just appreciate it, I think, because of how toxic the boys were in season eight. But um, I totally understand from other perspectives why that's, like, not what people wanted to see. So I know Shaq has kind of been like golden boy in terms of maturity with how he handles his relationship. Mm -hmm. But like, what did you think about when the situation after sports day happened, when he was pushing things too far with Tom and then the roles like freakishly reversed where Tanya was like, yeah, you're going to have to settle this now, like, and be accountable to him. I mean, I thought that, a lot of boys were bullying Tom that day, not only Shaq, and Shaq was the only one mm-hmm. who apologized. That's true. And that That's was true. the only scene that we really saw as, like, the culmination of it. And maybe that has more to do with the producers than what was happening. He did. He also took it further, I believe, than the other mm-hmm. guys did. Yeah. Um, or at least that's what we're supposed to There was to also... You were talking about his, like, maturity. There was the other... Time I th- I believe it was Shaq. Well, he was mad that Ron wasn't helping them clean up yes, their right. dinner. Was early days and just like would not let it go and was like, "Yeah, I thought they're gonna fight." 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That So that happened a couple times. Later on in the season, now I know I picked Tanya as like my most toxic and I stand <laughs> by it. But I do think it made me think about some of the things that happened earlier that she was talking about about behavior that Shaq had that she didn't agree with that we didn't I didn't really see much of other than that one instance and it makes me wonder if maybe there was more that we didn't see so I think it was Hmm. at least what we were shown it was the dishes thing and then the kissing challenge thing that people really felt like Shaq overreacted to in terms of the Mm -hmm. kissing challenge thing I agree I think that that was a really poor reaction on his part and he could have handled it differently I also think that he took accountability for it and moved forward differently that's true with the dishes thing like I just was fully on Shaq's side because I would have been so fucking annoyed with Ron in that situation yeah (laughs) I agree I watched that episode and I was like oh it would have been me I would have lost my shit yep <laughs> yep 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 yeah I mean yep. another reason to not like Ron I was like dude just go help with literally, the dishes literally if he had just done it that like yes Shaq kept pressing it but Ron mm. also kept refusing it and it's like right. why and ignoring it yeah yeah, right. yeah. I also yeah. was yep. kind of blown away that the girls didn't tell like didn't tell him to go help I mean, maybe they yeah. were like, is it our place? No, not really. But I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, why are you sitting with us instead of helping just them? Like, just go hang out, dude. Just, like, yeah. go stand over there at the very least, you know? Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And then that whole situation also led to the confrontation where Tanya decided to go and talk to Shaq about that with Lana. Yeah. Right. And ambushed him. Tyler, if Gina was like, I'm really like upset with you and sat down with Mara to like t- hash it out, the three of you, wouldn't you be like, what oh the my fuck? God, imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would be. <laughs> Shaq is like, okay. Another, another yeah, situation weird. though that Shaq was in where it's like, uh, he kind of just had to suck it up and move on because he didn't have another option. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay, do you guys have any other, like, final thoughts that you want to share before we move on to talking about some tea? Or, Gina, I know that you had said that you had questions for us, so we can kind of go through whatever is is left in your, your minds before we move on. The only thing we haven't talked about yet that I think came up for us continuously when we were watching the show was the bromance between mm. Tom and Casey, mm-hmm. which I loved. I also felt like very slightly queer baited by if I'm being totally honest um, and I just think we need to pitch a spinoff of like love byland where everyone's by and everything gets <laughs> shaken yeah. up yeah. and you don't know who you're gonna couple with because things aren't separated by boys and girls and anything can happen so um, yeah, yes. watch watch season three immediately. Or wait, no, what season was <laughs> Sophie on? Oh, two. Oh, okay. Watch all the first seasons. Okay. That was another <laughs> thing that was brought up, though. Like, our same friend who uh, last or two weeks ago was saying that she wanted it to be more drunk also Oof. said it should be more queer. And yes. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't really... Like, we got a whole, like, mini clip of them literally getting into a tub together naked. So yeah. I'm like... Yeah. What's what's actually going team, on here? Mm-hmm. Team Tom and Casey. <laughs> kind of, actually. <laughs> I would have loved to see it. Yeah, I definitely, there's a picture that I think Casey posted on his Instagram not long after they all got out of the villa. 
and it was uh it was a picture of him and tom and his caption was like i'd like to recouple with this boy because Mm -hmm. and then i commented from our she's got the chat account saying okay now make out (laughs) (laughs) i would have done the same thing That's amazing. I got a couple likes recently, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much how I felt. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I feel like slightly conflicted about that because I agree on one hand, but then on the other hand, I'm also a Casey hater. And then on the other hand, I'm also (laughs) like, I appreciate seeing like platonic male affection and love if that is what it was, not Mm -hmm. to presume. (laughs) But I think that that's good to see i agree i kind of think though tom was the common denominator of the like shows of affection between men i think it just went further with casey than most of the other guys Hmm. um Mm -hmm. i was also a bit of a casey hater yes i just felt like every time that man had drama it was the whole island's drama (laughs) um everybody got wrapped into it every time but actually the question i had for you guys a lot of them are dumb. We don't have to get into them. Like, we were watching and we were like, do you think the producers are actually controlling these babies? Or are they, like, the babies in health class? <laughs> like, so, <laughs> a lot of silly little things like that. <laughs> I think the producers control them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that was the answer I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the actual question I have for you guys is, since both of you either are or have been in fields of social work, Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Sanam will have any difficulties doing her job now that she's like a B-list celebrity officially? Oh my god, I'm so glad you asked, Gina. I actually responded to a Reddit thread about this very topic. Really? <laughs> I did. Me. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. So basically, um, there. Uh, after she got out of the villa, she said something in an interview along the lines of, like, I'm not sure I'm going to be allowed to practice anymore. Um, and that she was going to confer with her supervisor about it. Mm. And I I was, like, a little bit surprised by that. I don't see why she wouldn't be able to do that. But it does create a potential conflict because... There is already a power dynamic that exists between therapist and client. And if your therapist is this, like, reality TV star, there's a lot of, like, uh, preconceptions that the client might come in with that can influence the dynamic between her and the client. And then also, like, it, it creates a potential bigger power imbalance, like, there's already one that exists but it it could create a bigger one if like the client is a fan of the show for example and like liked her they could feel there could be there's definitely like issues and conflicts i don't think it's impossible for her to practice but i don't if i were her i wouldn't do fuck it whatever make your money influencing (laughs) yeah that's what i was gonna say i don't know about that i think that mara probably can speak more to it because i've never been like a licensed social worker but in terms of like if she will go back to her job i would say no just for other reasons she has i just checked now 416k uh on instagram which is like not amazing for a winner but it is definitely enough to make more money than it she's probably making as a social worker so yeah i don't know Less stressful, I imagine, as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't. I yeah. mean, same thing with Kai. Like, is he gonna go back to just teaching in a classroom? Teaching for a variety right. of reasons. It would cause a like thing with his students. If I was in that classroom, would I be focusing on? the science lesson absolutely not <laughs> but also he can make way more money on instagram now let's see how many he has yeah yeah to be fair this is a question i have about everybody on the show usually is how yeah. are you gonna go back to your job after this yeah well like the answer yeah. i think for the most part is that they hope not to he now has three hundred and eighty-eight thousand. so again like pretty bad numbers for winners but numbers that you can monetize yeah for sure did that answer your question, Gina? Yeah, that was a very okay. thorough answer. Thank okay. you. <laughs> I think she could. She could go back to work if she wanted to. I, I think, like, in a few years, too. It'll die down. Yeah, definitely. She'll lose some followers. Definitely. Other people will come through and be more well-known. And I yeah. think they could both go back to their jobs, theoretically. Yeah. I totally agree. She totally could work agree. with different populations, maybe. I don't know. We were just watching the Baby J bit that Mulaney did on uh, John Mulaney did on Netflix his stand up and he uh-huh. talks on that about how he loves attention and how he went to rehab and no mm-hmm. one knew him in rehab yeah. and he was like how is this possible and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like there's really definitely funny. populations everywhere in the world that don't keep track of comedians reality TV stars anyone absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah I've heard yes. that that's good that special that he just put out yeah, I don't know if we yeah. finished it. We started it. It was yeah, it fun. was pretty good. No, nope. almost. We, we almost finished it. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. Cool. A little bit different from his previous stuff for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Any other lingering thoughts or questions or anything? I think you guys have already talked a lot about Tom and his champagne bottle opening abilities, so we don't need to <laughs> rehash that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my only other comment. Oh, I know. Top annoying sounds is something that I would like to go through <laughs> in terms of like for me, the little pterodactyl screech that Tanya does always <laughs> got on my nerves without fail constantly. Mm, yes. um, and Tom, as much as I love him, like the dude's laugh is like the equivalent of a shit-eating grin. It is so, like, <laughs> he just laughs in a way that makes you think he's done something wrong. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why do you sound this way when you're just expressing joy? I don't know. Oh, interesting. I didn't so, pick up on that as much. <laughs> him and Kai both actually have this way of laughing that I'm like, you guys are just coming across as douchebags right now and for no, for no reason. That's just probably because of my own preconceptions about how douchebags laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triggered. Um, I, I get what you mean, Gina. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. So those were my, like, top annoying sounds. My most <laughs> annoying sound of every season is just the baby episode. Oh, it grates on my episode. nerves in a way that, like, makes it almost unwatchable for me, I would say. I'm not a fan of that segment. Just mm-hmm. in general, like, because they're all aside. Just in general, because everyone's in different parts of their life, and, like, some people aren't there yet where they want kids, so they're not going to react well to this like horrible situation <laughs> well, whereas there's other other contestants other islanders who are probably like thinking about that so they take to it 
way, you know, more warmly. Right. And then, of course, when you have a whole episode on that, you get all the viewers to be like, oh, they'd make great parents. That makes them a better couple. Right. And you have the ones who are like, I hate this. And you're like, oh, I don't like them anymore. Right. Mm. So, like, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I slightly disagree because I think, like, at least for me, my perception of, like, a couple that was both not into it is kind of, like, whatever. But the dynamics that are sometimes unfolding, like, what happened with Ron and Lana. That's true. He, he was, was mean. so mean yeah. to her. Yeah. He was very mean. Was really Those sorts of things that you get to see, like, why are you taking see. it so seriously more so than, yeah. like, oh, That's you're fair. a good couple because you want, well, I don't know. Maybe I also was like, oh, Tom and Sammy, love, you're going to be such good parents. I don't know. Maybe I'm lying to you right now. But I think that that's, for me, what I find most interesting about it is, like, who's taking this seriously and being a dick to their partner because of it? Right. Yeah. So it's an opportunity to see how they interact with each other. Yeah. In stressful situations. situations. But it is kind of, like, counter to the entire premise of the show that's supposed to be this, like, fantasy getaway with no responsibilities I it's like a no, weird I think it's totally in line with the premise of the show, which is let me like, put these people in like stressful social situations and just mm. see how they perform under pressure. The yeah. baby is like the culmination of that. Like, how are you going to deal with this annoying thing that's crying every ten minutes? Um, that's true. And t- that you're responsible for taking care of. Yeah, that's true. But I also was in a weird spot with the stuff with Ron and Lana on that because at first I had the same reaction that Ron did where I was like, Lana, why do you hate, like everyone hates the babies. Why do you hate the babies so much? And you you just won't. But then I realized like as the day went on, I was like, if I were Lana, I'd be like, you know what? If you like this baby so much, just take it. Exactly. (laughs) Right. It's just like, all right, Ron, this is your problem now. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) Okay. Let's move into our next segment that we are calling High Tea. (laughs) We will be discussing one segment of tea today because it is what we would like to consider breaking news. Before we get into this, we're going to give you a couple and you tell us what you think the current status of their relationship is, and then we'll tell you. And then we'll get into the tea. Okay, we already told you about Will and Jesse, so we'll just go through the top four. Shaq and Tanya. So I would love to say... say no. (laughs) I would love to say that I don't think that they're still together. I hope that they're not still together. But I kind of think they might still be together because they have shown a lot of commitment to the couple for the sake of the show, for the sake of popularity. I feel like that might have continued. Okay. They are still together. They are. Oh, boy. <laughs> Happily, I'm sure. <laughs> According to Instagram. Seemingly so. Yeah. 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 Boy. Okay. They were fourth place. We're going to do Tom and Sammy last. Two were third place. So Ron and Lana. I feel like my answer is kind of the same. I hope that they're not together, but I think <laughs> yeah. that the level of commitment they showed on the show makes me think they might still be. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that one. Yes, they are still together. Okay, I feel like I'm doing well on this quiz. You're coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kai and Sanam. I mean, they just, I feel like 
default yes, just because of how mm. recent. Yeah, I think yes, but also I reason. hope that they're still together. <laughs> yeah, they're still together. Okay. I want to give you guys a couple others. Oh, yeah, Olivia and Maxwell. Oh, together. oh, oh gosh. No, I'm going to say no. Do you know? And probably he broke up with her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Oh, you know what? I I stand by what I said before that I think Maxwell was like the best Olivia handler. I think uh-huh. to like the point that Tyler just made, my big question is like, would he have continued to put in that level of effort into the handling post show? I feel like <clears throat> probably not. So maybe not still together. Yeah, they're not together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know that we know who broke up with who. I don't think we know. Yeah. yeah. But I would One agree more. with you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I agree, too, actually. Um, last one, Casey and Rosie. I don't think they're still together. No, I'm going to say no. He seems like he seems like a playboy. Yeah, and if they're, yeah, not, they're not... They're not yeah. together. Okay, they're not. Who do you think broke yeah. up with who? <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh. I want to say Casey, but then I that might also just be because of the perception I got of him as being like a on to the next kind of <laughs> vibe throughout the I show. Mutual. Mutual. Tell them, Ari. Tell them what happened. Casey ghosted Rosie. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. He, how did, oh Lord. How did he think he could ghost someone who was on the show with him? Dude, right? So He's in the reunion, boy. which I think was filmed like a week after the show wraps, there was like this very awkward interview between them where Maya Jim is like, what's up? Or uh, whoever, uh, maybe India, whatever. Whoever's interviewing yeah. them is like, what's up? How's it going? And Rosie's like, Casey, why don't, why don't you let them know? And he's like, oh, yeah, well, like, we just kind of mutually decided to like no, spend some they time were gonna apart. They going to go on a date. No, I know, I know. That was oh, this isn't that they had broken up, but like we just mutually decided to like spend some time apart and like spend time with our families right now, but we have like a date planned for Tuesday. And then like by Tuesday it was announced that they'd broken up. <laughs> and that he just never replied to her text messages. Yeah. What on earth? I thought he had never felt like that before. Didn't they kind of make it clear towards the end that neither of them kind of wanted to be in like with each other and like they knew they were get, they were leaving and i don't know or... the end of their journey was kind of confusing yeah i mean they walked out together sort of like insinuating that they would like see where things go but yeah it did not go anywhere yeah, yeah. no i i can 100 percent see that though because i can see yeah. casey leaving and being like all right let's see what the field has to offer <laughs> yeah let me read these DMs. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah he was not yep. going to stick with her. Um, okay, and finally, Tom and Sammy. I, okay, I wanted Tom and Sammy to win, or I thought they were going to win at Same. least. And I would like to guess officially that they are still together, but my caveat to that is, and maybe this is why they ranked third in retrospect, I feel like for the last week, week and a half, they had a vibe of like, kind of being surprised by their own success on the show Hmm. where they would like kind of turn to each other and laugh like we're really here like what's happening and it felt Hmm. a little like jokey and maybe like not totally taking it seriously um Hmm. so i think 
that would be my only caveat is I wonder if that continued versus if they actually, you know, did everything they said they were going to do and hung out with each other's families and all of that. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. So they're still together? Yes. Okay, so we're now going to get into our segment in which I will be breaking down a YouTube video that Sammy made. The name <gasps> of the oh YouTube video is The Video I Never Wanted to Make. Oh, no, stop. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> no, I know. I'm so sorry. I really am sorry. When did this, when did this come out? This the video I never wanted to make? Yeah. Let me look at the date. Is this the is title two of days it? Ago. Yeah, this is from, so this we're recording on Sunday, April 30th. So she must have released this on Friday, April 28th. Oh, God. So they're not together anymore. So they broke up. <laughs> this yeah. feels yeah. like okay. the equivalent so of like, writing okay. someone an email and being like, this should have stayed in my drafts, but dot, dot, yeah. dot. Yes, totally. So the context is that they sometime last week it was speculated there was an article that came out that they'd broken up and then the next day Tom posted on his Instagram story confirming it and then Sammy maybe a few days later posted on her Instagram story and then came out with this video and she's going to address like that whole timeline and everything like that. So she makes this video from her car. She kind of says in the beginning there's not too much to say about the breakup. It just wasn't working on the outside, but we ended things on good terms and nobody did anything bad. And I think she said that specifically because there were some rumors that like maybe he cheated or like there was that girl on TikTok. I sent that to you, right, Mara? I don't think so. Who was like, I have like this story about these two Love Island contestants. Let's call them ham and cheese. And everyone was like, it's Tom and Casey. Oh. Yes, I definitely sent that. To I don't you. think I'll send it again. Okay. Yeah, that sounds Can't great see. actually. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, she says when you first come out of the villa, there's like so much pressure, so many things to worry about. Um, and she says that she did not address this earlier when Tom did on his Instagram because she's been going through some personal stuff and she wanted this video that she's making right now to be more about that, which it kind of ends up being more about that. But she gets also that people are obviously interested in her relationship with Tom. Mm -hmm. She says that there was a quote taken out of context from an interview, which I think we actually discussed Mara in which people felt like she was saying that she went on the show for exposure. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that was the tea that we did last week. The one that I presented. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when we had uh, recorded that episode they were still together at least hadn't announced their breakup and then by the time we released it it was over so that's people did take that comment very differently than we did well because we're like yeah everyone goes on the show for exposure (laughs) we just accept that as a fact yeah yeah the fact that people were surprised by that i don't know it was weird yeah but she kind of tries to clarify and say i didn't go on for exposure i went on for the experience i didn't think that i would meet somebody and fall in love but it was a bonus that i did and she keeps saying like i thought that we would live happily ever after okay this is about to take a shocking turn are you ready no (laughs) (laughs) okay so she's like i didn't want to address this on my instagram but this is like the personal thing that i've been going through but i'm going to anyway right (laughs) well this no this is on her youtube okay tyler okay okay Okay. (laughs) i think that every time she does say that like i didn't want to address this on my instagram it's a little bit of a dig because tom 
like from what I can tell, just kind of put yeah, out the news I about their breakup without her consent. Mm. And it's oh, about shit. to get even more fucked up when you understand what she was going through as oh, he did shit. that. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay, oh, so no. she says when she was in the villa, a lot of her family were getting messages and saying, like, Sammy needs to go to the doctor. She has a lump in her neck. Whoa. People notice that from the TV? Yes, you Where guys, this is fucking in her crazy. Neck? I need to look at I didn't clips. notice it either, I'm like but then literally in the video, gonna she shows picture. it, and she's like, and also, ever since I watched this YouTube video of her yesterday, I'm like, do I fucking come home? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but she shows it, and she's like, it's here on my thyroid. It's like five centimeters. That's not a great place to have a lump. Yeah. She says, yeah, so her family <gasps> got messages about it, and then she got messages about it when she got out of the villa, and she looked at her neck and was like, I never would have noticed, but, like, you guys are right. I do have a lump. She does. Neck. I'm looking now. Where? What picture are you looking at, Gina? I'm just looking at her Instagram. Oh, okay. It's okay. on, I don't actually know it, if these are mirrors You can just not. see it, like, in the photos that she's posted? Kinda. Kinda. It's hard because they're, like, mostly smoothed out. If I'm looking in the right place, like, she's looking at the camera, so it would be on her, like, is it on her right side? Do you know from the... Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, like, kind of towards the base, like, on the right side is maybe. But, like, I never would have looked at that and been, like, that's a lump. I know, dude. I know. I think I see what you mean, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, somehow can't even really see it even in these photos i noticed it in the video you guys can go it's like in the first five minutes of the video i can send it to you if you want where she does like okay. point it out specifically it out. okay but fucking crazy right so she's like i've been at like the hospital having ongoing tests for this lump that i have she got it biopsied and then she explains this thing that i'm like this seems medically inaccurate but this is what she says and maybe it is accurate she's like so these things get graded on a scale of one to five and mine is a three which means it's like in this gray area where they aren't sure if it's cancerous or benign what that sounds worse to not know i know i know i like watched this video i texted mara before i watched it being like we're not even because usually we give people a an option like do you want to discuss this or this and i was like this is breaking news she just came out with a video about the breakup we're gonna talk about this and then the entire video pretty much is not about the breakup i was like oh my god like so upsetting for her yeah that's so scary wait do you think they would still be together if not for the lump situation and everything she's going through (laughs) I don't know, but I'm like, is that what was stressful for you on the outside of the villa? Because if so, fuck Tom. Yeah. Right. That's oh, true. Oh, God. I know. Oh I God. She doesn't really talk about how, like, the lump impacts their relationship or not. She's just, like, pretty vague about their relationship and keeps saying, like, it just wasn't working on the outside. We had a lot going on, whatever. Mm. So she then says she's having half of her thyroid removed, so she's having surgery. And wow. they are then going to determine if it is cancerous or not. And if it is, she has to have the other half removed. Oh, my what? gosh. Really? Yes. Yes. That's a big deal. That's No, huge. I know. Her I know. thyroid is an integral part of the body. Yeah. So I wasn't 100% sure, based on how she said it, if she meant she was having her thyroid removed or the lump on her thyroid removed. I guess that's probably oh. probably the lump. Like this, they took half the lump. Yeah. They took half probably the lump the off now. And... 
But yeah, either way, if I it's guess. on her thyroid, I can't imagine. It will impact her thyroid, yes. probably. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, expresses a lot of gratitude and is, like, thanks for everyone, like, messaging me about this because I wouldn't have noticed it. And, like, it's really good that I caught it early, but it's still really scary. Oh, my God. Should I go on TV? Someone can show me if I have a body issue. That's what I was going to say. Like, (laughs) should I, like, be doing this for the interview? Like, All right, everybody. Here. No, I literally, this video made me so fucking anxious. I was like, she's 23. Oh, my God. God, That's really scary. She might gain a lot of weight. I know. Oh, my God. That's going to fuck with her brand. That's why I'm like, I certainly hope this is not. What a fucked up world where you have to be like, oh, maybe getting my maybe cancerous lump on my thyroid removed may make me gain weight which may impact my brand like when you have so many other things to be worried about so she doesn't talk about that but she does get into like i know this is shallow but like my first thought about all of this was like i don't want surgery on my neck i don't want a scar Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. she's gonna have bigger issues than that no, I know. I know. But, like, I just, I felt like it was a really, it was a, such an interesting video. And, like I said, I did not expect going, yeah. like, I just thought she was going to be talking about the breakup the whole time. Yeah. And then wow. it was, like, this really serious medical heavy. thing. And I was, yeah, so heavy. Damn. She says that she wants to share the journey with the fans because they're the ones who noticed it. But she also thinks it's really important to raise awareness that, like, she's like, I'm young and healthy and, mm-hmm. like, this is scary. Like, go yeah. to the doctor. And it will be fine and, like, I'll figure it out. But, like, I want to raise awareness about it yeah wow also like i i feel like the producers probably right now are like so in terms of our edit love island saved your life (laughs) (laughs) probably probably right that's that's Uh their silver lining (laughs) i mean yeah and she's kind of playing into that too i mean being like thank you to the fans for like pointing i could see an alternate world in which people were like fuck you guys like you're freaking out my family mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. i think it's nice that she is yeah acknowledging that like she that was a, a helpful thing she wouldn't have noticed it so apparently you guys the day that she was in the hospital getting this biopsy and getting all of the tests done is the day that tom made that instagram story about their breakup no, no. yes thomas She's like, people were asking me why I didn't address it at the same time as him. Uh, I didn't know he was doing it. I was in the hospital. <gasps> oh my God. Did he know? I wonder. He had to have known, right? He had to have known. He, I'm sure he knew. I also wonder if he was getting pressure from his PR team. Okay, so uh, to give you guys some context also, there was an article that had come out in the mirror like Wednesday or Thursday of last week. It had to have been before then because that was before either of them announced it. And she made this video, I think, like Friday, Friday? last week. So it was probably earlier than that. But it was once. all within a few days of each other. It was like he, the video or the article in the mirror. And then the next day he announced it on his story. And then the next day she announced it on her story. And then the next day she made a YouTube video about it. It was yeah. like pretty back to back. Let me. Um, oh, here it is. Monday. OK, so the article, the mirror article came out Monday. And right. then, because it was right after we recorded our episode talking about how right. our favorite couple. <laughs> oh no! So I think it was Wednesday. It was two days later that Tom uh, put out his Instagram statement, and then yeah. I think she put one out another day or two later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and then the YouTube video like pretty Soon directly after. after her Instagram statement. Right. But you think they both have PR teams? 
right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. So, like, why would they not work together? I don't know. <laughs> Unless this is better, like, more attention to have it play out this way. I don't know, but it is fucked up. Yeah, however yeah. it came to be. I'm like, sorry to end this podcast on such a down note. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I guess the good I'm news very is she's about getting her. it treated and yeah. hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it's nothing. So this is where she talks about, like, I know it's shallow, but I really didn't want the scar, but I'm young. This can happen to anyone is the takeaway. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful at the end of the day that I'll just have a scar and, like, hopefully can get rid of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said that she's been getting a lot of hate about the breakup, but people don't actually know what's going on in her life. Hopefully it's going to be fine, but she won't know until her surgery, and that is in four to six weeks. Wow. Wow. That is breaking news. Truly. I wonder why she's the one getting villainized in this breakup. Because, like, Tom put out a statement about it. First? Why aren't you talking? And, like, in her DMs, like, why aren't you saying anything about this? Like, poor thing is literally having her neck biopsied. I mean, it's a good move on her part. It's working out for her, I think, (laughs) because now he can't say anything mean or he can't say anything bad. At all. He'll be the villain. Whatever he says will be the villain. No, you're right. I know that, like, you know, this wasn't her intention. And, obviously, it would be better for her to not have a lump in her neck. But she, I think, is playing it very well that's what that's i mean by it seems point. like a pr fumble because like you would think if he knew what was going on with her he'd have told his pr team and they would have been like maybe don't <laughs> maybe don't do it this way right because just because there was an article speculating about their breakup doesn't mean much right like yeah. he could have waited to confirm it right yeah. they could have put a joint statement better. out yes yes yeah. they should have put yeah. a joint statement out right Um, She says just a few more things at the end. She's like, this isn't me looking for sympathy. I just wanted to explain why I didn't speak about the breakup right away. She says, at the end of the day, health comes first. Obviously agreed. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of repeats, like, it wasn't working on the outside. That's it. There's Mm -hmm. no more to the story about the breakup. And then she puts out a request and is like, if anyone has had thyroid issues, like, let me know, please. Like, I could use all the information that I can get and says, like, the big C word is really scary. Yeah. That is really scary. Oh, I hope everything goes okay. I know. We will definitely update our listeners because it sounds like she will be updating us. So we'll continue to Mm -hmm. talk about it. Obviously, all four of us and Sammy, a lot of love and support at this time. And I just can't imagine what she's going through. And I feel so terrible for her. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's a side effect from smoking. Like uh, she smokes. No, know. she does vapes. Um, that's good. That yeah, that's a fact. Oh. I mean, I do feel like she's in a great position now to like raise awareness and yeah. like speak about her experience and help other people who are going through the same thing. So, mm-hmm. like, I guess silver lining for her is as far as like uh, speaking to like particular audiences mm-hmm. in the world. Like, this has a lot of impact. 
No, totally. Definitely. And she talked about some, she says Demi Jones. Is that somebody who was on the show before, Mara? Yeah. Also had something going on with her thyroid and, like, posted about it on her Instagram. And she's, like, going through all of, like, that was really, really helpful for me to see. That's good. And, like, that's why I want to be open about this process as well to spread mm-hmm. awareness and help anyone else who's going through something like this. Okay. What yeah. do you think Tom's reaction was when he saw the video that she wished she didn't have to make? <laughs> Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, he probably was like, yep. oh, no. Idea. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, oh, fuck. Yeah. God oh, it. yeah. Demi had thyroid cancer. Oh. Did she have it before she was on the show? Uh, these Instagram stories are from 111 weeks ago. So yes. I think that's up. Oh, oh sorry. After. Yeah, after. Yeah, after. Because she was on, uh, she was season six. She was the other uh, Love Island winter. Yeah, that's definitely later then. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, God, looking at this video that she posted, it does look exactly like what Sammy has on her neck. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Again, I'm sorry. We're not medical professionals. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, we are not. (laughs) No fucking idea. I don't even know where this lump is. Yeah. I'm, like, looking at a shadow thinking I know what's happening. (laughs) Right, I do. I feel like I learned where the thyroid is from her video. Yeah, I feel like it's like here, right? Yeah. It's here, yeah. down, further, lower. I here? think. I mean, that's her lump is like here. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, I was right then. That was like where I was thinking based on the pictures. But again, like kudos to the like audience watching mm-hmm. Love Island for picking up on that because I certainly did not ever look at Sammy's neck and think, oh, look at that lump. Nope. Me neither. Never Me noticed neither. it. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, but, I mean, I guess there probably are some medical professionals <laughs> watching. <laughs> yes. Doctors. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and shout out to them also for, like, being kind about it and presenting yeah. it to her and her family in a way that, like, was not cyberbullying and was just out of concern and, like, made her aware of something that she needed to get checked out. So, yeah, geez. Ugh. Again, just sending her a lot of love and yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on that Super note, on that note <laughs> Gina and Tyler, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having us. Yeah, We've been, I've was. been listening to the pod, at least, as you guys have been releasing episodes, so it's very exciting to be on one. I love it. Oh, my gosh. We're so grateful for you and for everyone out there who finds us somewhat interesting to listen to. We're... <laughs> surprised and grateful and humbled (laughs) yes definitely definitely i will say i haven't listened to your most recent of like game playing strategies that you released but i know that was something i had asked about like earlier on in the season mara so i'm excited to listen to that yeah i think you were the the inspo behind that yes gina definitely was yeah 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 so i'm like i have it teed up to listen to Yay! Oh, okay, good. Well, let us Amazing. know what you think, or if you have any disagreements. We're always open to doing more of those episodes, hearing more ideas about strategies. And yeah, because we got. I, I did get some DMs that I feel like Ari, we could probably do a part two because I think that some stuff we could probably flesh out a little bit more and provide maybe some more like specific examples, just mm-hmm. so that everyone fully understands. Yeah, we need to yeah. just do a rewatch is what it comes down to. I know, to. I know. Unfortunately, it's going to take months, but it's we It's going to take some time, it. guys. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I do think it would be crazy to go into something like Casa knowing what you guys know about strategies and kind of how everybody plays the game and do like a not exactly a March Madness bracket, but something similar Ooh. to that going into Casa to be like, here's who I think is going to do what and how it'll shake out would be interesting. Mm, there should be a Love Island bracket in general. Yeah. Could we do that for Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's harder because there's always throwing new people in, but it's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not a game of elimination in the same way like a basketball game is, but yeah, yeah. we could, we could, we could come up with something. Yeah, like I some would be sort down. of point system. I'll make Gabe code it. Yes, perfect. <laughs> we know some programmers. Yeah, Gina and Tyler could help. Luke, <laughs> Luke, Luke could do it. A lot of people. Yeah. Oh, great! It. Excellent. <laughs> well, look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode, and we hope that you will join us again next week for another interview. It was so lovely to meet you, Gina and Tyler. Thank you guys for coming on. And we cannot wait to chat with everyone again next week. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Likewise. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>